welcome to Comfortably Uncomfortable, not another running story. Thanks for joining us. We don't do small talk here. When we get outside and slightly uncomfortable, we get real, and we aim to continue these conversations here on this podcast. My name is Megan Fanning. I'm the owner of Zendurance Now Coaching, and I'm joined by Sean Meehan, one of our coaches. Let's talk, let's get uncomfortable, and let's see where the conversation goes. The information in this podcast represents the views and opinions of Zendurance Now Coaching. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical or psychological advice or treatment. We may be right, we may be wrong. Either way, be a solid human. If you're thinking about making questionable decisions, please seek out an they're like dead silent. I can't record. Sorry, I, well, you didn't say they're you were like, recording. no, we're not. They're, no, we're not, Megan. We're not here. We're gone. <laughs> I'm going to do a podcast all by myself today. Just okay. talk to yourself. So, well, just yes, I'm going to talk to myself once in a while. Okay. <laughs> but you got to put it on mute when you do that. I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, we've um, we've already been arguing for I don't know how long, 25 minutes. minutes so we figured yeah. we better hit the record button. Everyone's anyway. excited to hear about these discussions. Well, the first 10 were technology tips for Sam. Yes, yes. And Sammy, but here, you know, we get by with a little help from our friends. There's no judgment. Mm -hmm. It's, we'll, we'll help you, Sam. I'll hold your hand. I'll show you the way. It's okay. I, I don't mind that. I am, I'm a lifelong computer hater, so that's fine. I need all the help I can get. <laughs> it's okay. No judgment. No Sam judgment. is the guy kicking the printer from Office Space. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, yeah. And my version of that was where I went to college, I had to pass a programming course to graduate. And it was literally spring semester, senior year with me going, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and like, aren't they playing Damn, It Feels Good to Be a Gangster? And yes. they're just like getting out all their rage. And I love that scene because it's, yeah, that is one of, that's on my top 10 list of, favorite movies by the way i love office space the bobs I could, I could i could burn this place down you know okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry megan i won't take your stapler and i'll let you listen to your music at a reasonable volume yeah. and 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 I, I want cake can can i can i have a can i have a piece of cake <laughs> perfect you can do the podcast of you know, favorite lines from Office Space. Yes, I really yeah. could. Yeah. That's a different so, podcast. Oh, okay. But, okay, so while we're talking about it, what are your top funny movies? Like, you could watch a hundred times and you laugh every single time. Go, uh, Sam. Young Frankenstein. Really? Oh, yeah? Yeah, like, I'm in the Wayback Machine. And we, Talladega, we established Talladega that. Nights we established that. pretty good, too. We established that 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. You know, generational thing. But, yeah, for sure, Young Frankenstein, Frau Blucher. Is that, no, doesn't resonate, in, re in resonate with you Nights. guys? No, no, I've seen them. They're funny. Yeah. What about what about you, Sean? I don't know. I don't, um, let's see. I probably could watch Swingers about a thousand times over. I really, I mean, I love, I love Vince Vaughn and John Farvell in that movie together. Um, 
I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if I like a ton of funny movies. Is, is 10 things I hate about you a funny movie? Is that a comedy? I think it is. I mean, I would, I would, I would consider it a comedy. I, I, I really like 10 Things I Hate About You, which is a really bizarre choice, probably. In that, that well, you are a bizarre dude. So, I've, okay. It's apropos. But I mean, my favorite movie of all time is probably Pulp Fiction. I've watched that. Oh, yeah. That is great. A thousand times. A yeah. thousand times. Yeah. Whose motorcycle is that? It's not a motorcycle, baby. It's a chopper. Whose chopper <laughs> Who's is that? Whose chopper is that? <laughs> Zed's, baby. Who's Zed? Zed's, Zed's dead. dead, baby. Zed's <laughs> dead. Okay. I'm going to choose Superbad. Yeah. Office Space. Step Brothers. And, of course, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I knew that was on there. I mean, but we every time I watch it, actually all of those movies, every time I watch them, I laugh even harder. Can it, you can you post... Um, the Napoleon Dynamite dance to YouTube and then put a link in the show notes for that so everyone can see. Sure. Yeah. It's also it's on the it's on the Instagram page too, I think. I think um Nate posted it and tagged it. So I for those listening, um my best friend Sam, Sam and Nate are getting married. And Nate's favorite Not Sam is, who's on the podcast. Yeah, no. oh yeah, yeah. Different different Sam. Um so Sam and Nate are getting married. And so I, so Sam knew, um, but what I did was I surprised Nate in the entire wedding party in the entire wedding by, I sort of, I'm kind of tall and skinny and a little awkward. Um, I bear a little bit of a resemblance to Napoleon Dynamite. So, um, I memorized the dance and in front of the whole wedding party, I did the whole, I did the Napoleon Dynamite dance. So yeah, it took, and like, Here's the thing about that. I'm not like, I'm not a dancer. Like I, I can dance for fun, but like I've never like danced or da You know how hard that was for me to learn? Like it took me weeks that I had to, I'm in my office practicing and I felt like such, I felt like such a goober, but I did memorize it. I did the whole dance and um, even did the fancy somersault. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> I could I could probably also watch Clerks a thousand times over. Oh, Clerks. Yeah, that's yes. a good one. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Sunday, man. It's my day off. Yeah. What what smells like shoe polish? <laughs> <laughs> Try not to suck any dicks on your way through the parking lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is awesome. That was, uh, I have I mean, to watch that movie again. Kevin Smith's finest work. <laughs> Yeah, that so was chasing that Amy's was really good. Clerks two is yes. really good. Um, a lot of the other stuff is. Eh. I don't. Know. It's like when you have something as epic as Clerks, you just you just have to let it be. I mean, you can't you can't top that. Yeah, Clerks two is good though. It, as far but it's, as I like, mean, it's it's okay, but it's not even like it wouldn't even hit my top one hundred. I think. Chasing, chasing, Amy, chasing Amy's good too. That's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, isn't there a Clerks three coming out? Or out? I don't know. Is there? I I think I, so. Really? Yeah. yeah, I think. They when just does did. when does when does one jump the shark? I mean, it's, it's like you know, I saw the Who a couple years ago, and they you know they wheeled them out on the stage. They're like eighty five yeah. years old, and 
Roger Daltrey starts taking his shirt off and, you know, it's like, come on, do us all a favor and just. He took his shirt off? Yeah. How'd he look, man? <laughs> I'm thankful that I was at the other end of the arena, you know? <laughs> all right. Listen, okay. Bob all Weir, right. 75, still getting it done. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Sam said, for, for everyone in podcast world, Sam was like, eh, I don't know. So I, I saw Bob Weir in the Wolfpack. Um, I mean, he was he was pretty good at, at his his voice wasn't bad. And it's probably he did the full weather report suite. And it was it was good. Like the like full weather report suite, not right, just let it grow. Right. right. Yeah. I don't think they've done too frequently since like the 70s i love that i love the wolf pack they're great you know i just i i you know bob i always was a jerry guy and, i know uh, you were and yeah, uh um i'm and I he's agree, but. and bob's good and i think he's he's turned everything in mellow and everything yes and, you know and it i can only it's you know personal taste. <laughs> but you know what though i think sam you you just hit the nail on the head because he is so chill yeah. he is a chill human being and and that's the vibe that that he carries with him yeah yep yeah, so, yeah and okay he, he used to not be a chill human being but no it's you know no but he started, so we, he started using like mace clubs and like doing yoga yeah yeah. yeah, now he's he's it's cool. He's compo- composing Grateful Dead music for orchestras too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they um, did that. Yoga has not made me chill. Like, imagine what I would be like if I didn't do all of the yoga I did. <laughs> there, weren't any reached... ep- there weren't any episodes in a yoga class, were there, Megan? What do you like, mean? Were you where you got unchill? You know, and started like, like where I went all people, knocking people over when they're, you know, trying to do the tree or I something like that. No, actually, though, you know what, though, in in my yoga classes, when I was teaching a lot of times when we when we're working on balance, I do come up to people and mess with them a little bit. Not like <laughs> not like I'm trying they're to hurt open. them, but challenge it's a, like as if I see somebody that's totally nailing a balance, I'll just come up and stand next to them or be like, look over there, you know, just to see if I can. I can jar them a little bit to yeah. challenge them. So, but that's not done out of anger. That's done out of like enlightenment and love. There you go. You ever yell hey, at I anyone? Wanted to, I have a question. Did I ever yell at anybody? Yeah. Oh yeah. People flacking? <laughs> oh sure. My, uh, yeah. Carrie, Carrie was in Pilates the other day and uh, the, not at her, but there's a, a Chinese Pilates instructor and just started yelling at the class. Cause I think everyone has a hard time understanding her. Cause she has a really thick accent and she oh. just started yelling like and i was like i was like oh god what a joy it would have been to be, be there like and just like watch <laughs> oh, no that no not scene. like not like that like if if i see somebody like if we're doing if we're doing push-ups or something like that and somebody's slacking i won't yell at them they call you out like sam that's as far as you can bend your knee come on come on give it you know i, I would do that but hey i wanted to ask this question before i forget sam favorite grateful dead song or songs sean and i have debated this but i don't remember what yours are Oh, I mean, my the top one for me is Dark Star. Mm, fucking, okay. fucking hippie. Yeah, I'm a, you know, it's all about <laughs> the psychedelic experience for me. Dude, mine's yeah. easy. What's Althea. That? 
I knew you were going to say that. And that's a Jerry too. Was yeah. Was that the version we played on the a couple pod? I mean, is a couple podcasts ago the live version that specific? That's a good Se- version. Seventy two Nassau. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah. Oh God, so good. It wasn't seventy two. It must was, have been eighty two. Eight, maybe it was eighty two Nassau. Yeah. 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 Don't don't challenge Sorry. Sam's uh, great dead <laughs> knowledge. But it's 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 like yeah, it was. God, it pity was, the fool. It, Jerry challenges. Was, my Grateful Dead knowledge. Jerry Jerry was on playing playing in that one. Yeah. That's that's a great one. Um, Morning Dew. He plays the fucking goddamn. His yeah. guitar playing and some some tracks is really fucking amazing. Yeah. Um. I mean, Bobby Bobby can't hold a candle to it. Um. J- just different, right? Rhythm guitar versus, um, that. But he's an amazing rhythm guitarist. Yeah. Really. I mean. He, I mean and he, you know, he had a big jazz influence from guys they were, you know, listening to in the early 70s. And he just, like even Garcia would say, you know, some of the chord changes that he comes up with in his songs are just, they're a pain in the ass, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, he, you know, Weir can yeah. play him, but it's hard yeah. for Jerry to find space to solo over it, you know, because right. there's so many chord changes and stuff. But he's, no, he's, Weir is a... <laughs> A great musician in his own right. That was a shit. But, you know, so, like you said. Sean, just... I know you know what I'm going to say. Um, Dude, I but... can't believe I fucking hate your song so much. It's like one of the, like, there's not a lot of dead songs that I hate. This is one of them. No, I have two. Unbroken Chain yeah. and uh, and Shakedown Street. Like, I like Shakedown. Uh, Shakedown I mean, it's Street. the disco dead. It's okay. Yeah, it's but it's one of those songs, and I love it just because I love the energy. And even if I walk through my house, and my my kids don't listen to the Grateful Dead, but if I walk through the house and go, dun, 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 somebody will inevitably inevitably go, dun, 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 dun. like I don't even need to finish it. So it just carries good energy. And Unbroken Chain, the reason that's my favorite song is because it has personal memories attached to it. It, and so, and that's from Yukon. Um, You're the only think, fucking so. psycho that ever wants to hear a fucking Phil Lesh song, except <laughs> except for Boxer Rain, but only on only on American Beauty. I don't never want to hear him sing it live. Oh god! Yeah. But so so Unbroken Chain came <clears> on. So I listened to the Grateful Dead channel on Sirius. Unbro- a live version of Unbroken Chain came on. I can't remember when and where, but I flipped out and I said to my, my two daughters were in the car, 12 and 17. And I'm like, Oh my God. I was like, this is so rare. Did it. And they're, they're, I'm like, I can never hear this. You don't understand it. And the two of them are looking at me like, what? I was like, this doesn't happen. They don't play this. I was like, it's, it's, like, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just, they did not get the concept of a song being rare. Like they couldn't wrap their head around it because it's just not They're like that mom. Much. You just play it again. It's not that yeah, exactly. Rare, no. <laughs> and and my kids are just looking at each other, and I'm like, you know, and especially the do part, you know, and like, what the hell is happening here? So I now want to look at how many times they played Unbroken Chain live. Yeah, please. Not a lot. I wonder. Yeah, I'm. I'm was wondering if it was Phil Lesh and friends that were playing it, but. Um, I don't think so, but ten, again, ten, I would... 10 shows. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, see what I mean? That's why I, was I don't know if out. I've ever heard it. I have not. That's pretty cool. I have not. So yeah, if, if Sam hasn't heard it, then it's officially rare because Sam knows everything. <sighs> I don't know. 
Well, about the Grateful Dead, you do. You really. I do. just have a few years of tracking it before you guys. They only played it on summer tour in '95, spring summer tour in so '95. Mm. Oh wow, that's probably and again, it was the Grateful Dead channel that was that was playing it, but I was so excited to hear it that I kind of forgot when. But there you go. So that was that was right before Jerry said bye bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's probably why they were playing it. They're like, oh, we got to fill time with something. Jerry can't yeah. play anything at this point. <laughs> that's like it's that's such a great song. To... Like, it makes me so happy. It just yeah. gets I'm like, oh my god, broken chain. I, I don't know. That's supposedly the reason they brought Bar- Dark Star back in '89 because Jerry was couldn't sing that night. So you know, it's just is like four lines and uh, really. I didn't know that. If you've heard that, I think it's Miami '89. It's it's a cre- It's a it's a really creepy. They all go MIDI mm. on their different instruments, and it's really it's actually pretty disturbing to, to <laughs> sit and listen to it. So we were talking before the podcast, and this level of insanity and debate and a zillion topics is this is why we need Sam on the podcast more often because. Sam, you are you are with us. You are part of Endurance now. So somehow, some way, I'm going to rope you in okay. to uh, to coming on to coming on more often. Cool. I'll be yeah, here. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Yeah, well, Meg. Yeah. No. <laughs> so they I, didn't they bring it back in uh, Hampton? So I just looked it up. That's right. I thought yes. It was yes, it was the, the, introducing the Warlock show, right? Yes. Which is actually a really good that. Jerry was, uh, Jerry was on for that set. That was a yes. really good set. There is a Miami show that's like three days after that, though. That's yeah, you're right. They brought it back for there, and then they he was all horse in the Miami. Anyways, I might yeah. be confusing the two dates. Yeah, but yeah, the, they they brought it back at the Warlock show because they brought back that, and uh, I think they brought back Let It Grow on the, the, a few tracks on there that, that they hadn't played in years. It's a good good set if anyone wants to listen to it. There you go. <laughs> 1989, though, is probably when I started. I was started listening to the Grateful Dead because I remember my brother listened to them, and I never. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I know, and but I didn't ever listen to them. And then we were on vacation, and I was sort of held captive by all of my brother's music. He was playing it, and it. I still think to this day, you can't listen to the Grateful Dead for a long period of time and not start to get into it. There's something about them that just draws you in. I mean, maybe if you hear one song, you're going to be like, yeah, this sucks. This is not my thing. But if you listen to it and we were, we were on vacation. So fucking hates it. And she listens to it all the time. Oh, okay. So my theory isn't, well, maybe she just leans. She needs to listen more. If she listens more, then she'll like it. Megan, I like put the dead on. You don't listen enough. Pretty aggressively. (laughs) <laughs> well, my, my, my brother is the one that brought me over to, to them. And, uh, it, um, yeah, because it was probably, yeah, I was in, I was in high school, um, sometime. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I can, I can remember finally going, wow, I kind of like these guys. I could get into this. And so I started listening to the Grateful Dead in 92 when I was starting to get into high school there, Sam, do you feel really old now? Yeah, I'm sitting here I, listening I to saw, it. I saw, Megan, I saw the look of disgust on your face when Megan said 89. <laughs> when Megan was saying, I, I was like, I was done with the Grateful Dead in 89. I like, list, I started in 79, and I saw this Foxborough 
concert in 87 where they played with Bob Dylan and it was just such a piece of shit show. Mm, and I was like, yeah, I was yeah. like, man, I'm done with this. These guys are yeah. falling apart. And, uh, and, and I just, I went off. It was good because I was working with this guy that was into all, like he had thousands of albums and we just went to all kinds of concerts together. And it was a great, like opening my mind back up from, I had been listening to the band, Little Feed, Grateful Dead, and David Bromberg for like the better part of 10 years. But, uh, and then I came back kind of, I think, it, I forget if it was Further or Phil Lesh and Friends or early versions of that, where a buddy of mine that I got to college with dragged me back to those. And I slowly started to get indoctrinated again somewhere in the 2000s. But yeah. Now, so, now, do you like I was fish? I had done all my LSD and everything by the time you guys were <laughs> just getting to this, you know? Now, do you like fish and stuff? I I never did. And again, this is Sirius XM, a tribute to them. I've slowly started listening to them mm. when I can't find anything else. And I'm like, they're definitely like a jazzier version of things. Yes, for sure. And, yeah. And I can, you know, I can listen to 20 or 30 minutes and then I got to listen to something else. But uh, Bouncing Around the Room by Fish I, is another one of those songs. It's, it's kind of it has the energy of Shakedown Street where I can't listen to Bouncing Around the Room and not start actually physically moving. God, well, that, that Bouncing Around the Room that was released on their double album, I think it was like 94, is a really good, yeah, really good song. I think I heard the and song I don't like live. Fish before I heard it uh, recorded, like, and, and just seeing it live and just seeing the whole place, like just flip out and everybody's, you know, moving around and dancing and jumping. And it again has, and I was at UConn actually, it was still UConn that time. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's nothing like live music. And Mm -hmm. in fact, I'm going to see David Bromberg tonight. Oh yeah. uh, I saw hot tuna earlier this week. And cool. uh, so there's nothing like it, you know, to get you jazzed up. But I tell you, you know, the, hot, the Hot Tuna show, it was like everybody there was my age or 10 years older. <laughs> great, 90% guys, gray hair. It was like an Alzheimer's ward, you know, they're all <laughs> wandering around, bumping into each other, you know. And, and Yorma gets up and he can... You know, he's like toddling he's around this stage. He's great, can, though. Oh, my oh, God. He ripped out some great songs. He's and jaw-dropping. They, yeah. They, it was cool. They went back and forth from acoustic to electric. Ooh, nice. And uh, But Jack Cassidy was all over the place. He was great. Mm, so, really nice. So what do you think about the, like, kind of new, new bands that are coming up that kind of fall into that? Americana, like jam band, like like Billy Strings, like falls into that category, right? Green Sky Bluegrass, um, Trampled by Turtles, maybe bands like that. What you are you into that at all? Goose, Goose is another yeah, one. Like, more, Sophie turned me on to Goose, and but they're uh, more fish based than like. Yeah, that's say. probably fair, but I really like I really like Goose. Yeah, and um, and I you know I. Green Sky, Billy String, I mean, they're all amazing and great. I, you know, I can take, I have a finite tolerance for bluegrass-based music. Me too. You yeah. know, I'm, that's, that's how I feel about it. 
you know, if it's really good, I can do an hours. Yeah. But uh, my, my husband listens to it and banjo music too. That's another thing. After a while, I'm like, yeah, I have so about, about 45 minutes and then it's just all bagpipe music. That's what I love. Bagpipe none. Throw me a banjo and a mandolin. I'm good to go. Yeah. If, if there's bagpipes, I will leave. And <laughs> I'm I okay with that too. Stan, me leaving or bags bag well, well, hold on a second. But you want to go see Dropkick Murphys, right? There's gonna be bagpipes. Always is. But that, yeah, I heard. I heard an interview with with um, the lead singer there. I didn't realize they just put out a whole album of Woody Guthrie. That's good. Don't you listen to the podcast, Sam? We just talked about that. My goodness, Sam. We <laughs> literally just talked about this. Okay. So. Go back. I'm just reinforcing what good taste you have, Megan. Go back, <laughs> listen. Yeah, no, I think the we recorded outtake songs for two of the podcasts um, of the uh, recorded Woody Guthrie songs. Um, two podcasts in a row, we did that. So yeah. No, I think we only did one, didn't we? No, nope, we, we did, did two sixes upside down. And then we did um, yeah, God's cool Prom song. God's Promise by Ellis by Ellis Paul. Oh, okay, but not by Dropkick Murphys. That's fair. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about people who had people who had gone into the Guthrie archives and and put his put his poetry to music. You got to yeah. get Billy Bragg and Wilco in there too. They oh, were the yes, originals. Absolutely. Mm. See, I like them. Well, sure. Dropkick Murphys shipping up to Boston. I think Megan told me this. I didn't know this was also a Woody Guthrie song. The line, the line Linus, is, yeah. I think, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the, what I heard from the interview the other day. The line is from a Woody Guthrie poem or song or something. So. Well, we need more live music then. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Go get it. Gonna and, go see Gorilla Biscuits. <sighs> <laughs> I don't. I have no clue who. You guys don't even know, right? Like, do yeah. you see him? No, it's a it's a hardcore punk band from from the eighties oh, cool. that are coming back. Or well, they're touring right now. Their shows like sold out in New York and Philly, and they're playing the Space Ballroom in Hampton, Connecticut. And my buddy's like, "Oh, you want to go?" And I was like, "Dude, I haven't. I've never. So I never got to see the Gorilla Biscuits play when I was in the punk scene because they had already kind of disbanded. And anyways. Just weren't the J Rad guys hardcore or something like that before they started playing? Really? I I thought that maybe not the maybe not Joe Russo himself, but some of the other guys were like hardcore. That's possible. I mean, they're they're very aggressive, dead right? Like yeah. when they cover, it's not like it's it's not Bob Weir, it's not Dead and Company. It <laughs> is like it is it is seventy five Grateful Dead on lots of cocaine yes <laughs> like some of their some of their covers of the other one amazing because it's super aggressive yeah there's parts of that i saw them this summer for the first time and I, there were definitely tunes that i liked and and then some of them they were just they kind of spiraled around and around in the in their jams and i'm like yeah. okay let's let's move along you know but I like I like it a little edgier. I like it. Yeah, I I concur. Yeah, I mean, well, you came up and like like you said, you started listening to '79, '70 that time frame. Like that was like the tail end of Dead playing super fast, right? So yeah, '77. You know, all their all the cocaine years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So 
But anyways, Sam, what have you what? been up to lately? <laughs> Good to Same have you way. back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I've, uh, there's been a bunch of personal stuff, but uh, I don't, the, the, the big fun was going out to Arizona mid-October and knocking off a bucket list item, um, yeah. doing the rim to rim to rim at the Grand Canyon. So that was pretty awesome. And you went with Sophia, right? Your daughter? I did. Yeah. We organized like a runcation and went Scottsdale, Sedona, Flagstaff, Grand Canyon, and just, you know, picked out a couple things to do at each of those locations, met up with some friends that we'd met at Trans Rockies and the Rob Carr camps. Um, so there were like eight of us up in Flagstaff that we've been trying to get together since pre-pandemic times. And so it was a blast. And then <clears throat> by the time we got to the canyon, now there's a bunch of old people in that group. So, <laughs> so what, uh, it was just me oh, and sorry. two youngsters that did the rim to rim. What you uh, what trail did you take down? South Kaibab. Okay, did you come up the same way, or did you come up Bright Angel? Came up Bright Angel. I wanted to come up South Kaibab, and everybody's like, "Oh, there's no water. You know, it's a long. It's trek. steep." It is. Yeah, I've never gone up it. I've gone down it a couple times. Um, but it changed, you know, it adds something like four or five miles to yeah. uh, go up Bright Angel. But you got the you got the oasis like halfway up, right? You so. do. And we definitely it was 85 degrees, at, you know, even mid-October. It was hot in the bottom of the canyon. So it was we hit every water stop on the way back. Was Mystery Ranch still open? Phantom Ranch, yeah. Phantom Ranch, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't realize they have this whole little snack bar. Yeah. You, know, you get the lemonade and ice cream and bagels and Cliff Bars, and we just hung out hung out there and put some calories in. Um, nice. But, yeah, I heard they're shutting that down for like a year or something. Really? Yeah, they're totally redoing it. Wow. Somebody told me that yesterday. So, uh, it's hearsay, I guess it's fair to call it, but that's a big thing this fall, just, you know, running wise, otherwise plugging away in my practice and, um, yeah, lots of family obligations. So, well, we had you on right before, I think you were still raising money for Vermont 100. So oh, yeah. how'd that race go? I mean, I know how it went because I was there, but yeah. the, the listeners don't know. The listeners, and I'm sure they've been sitting on the edge of their seats. They have been. Too long. Yeah, people people <laughs> want to know. Well, first of all, the, the 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 piece that I'm most proud of is what are we we raised? I raised over five thousand bucks for Vermont Adaptive, and I think as a group. We raised something like $114,000 for Vermont Adaptive. I think it's wow, the big, one awesome. of the biggest fundraisers for them. So that's a great, great group. And then there's like 30 or 35 of us that, you know, all get to know each other. I think most folks have been doing it for three, four or five years. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a pretty good race for me. Um, at the, you know, all told, thir miles 30 to 50 I I felt like crap and um You didn't the, look you know, so bad. Yeah. 
I don't know. By you know, I sort. I think I. Re- I don't remember. I remember seeing you at Ten Bear. Yep. Maybe this. I remember the second time clearer than the first time. The first time I came in, I remember. I told Sophia, I'm like, I feel like shit. I want to take a nap. And she's like, oh, like, this isn't really the best place for a nap. So why don't you go to the next rest station and we'll see how you feel then. That's awesome. You know, she was totally, it was the perfect ploy, you know, to keep me moving. (laughs) And of course, by the time I see him again, I feel fine. And, uh, but I did, you know, I felt good. It was my you know, 2019 was the last time I tried it and was hot that year and didn't finish. And um, so it was redemption to get to finish. I had an OK time. I, you know, I knew I wasn't going to make 24 hours and I fell in with this one guy. Um, and we were just he we were taking our time through aid stations. And I remember the second 10 beer. Sophie's like what the fuck are you doing here? Why aren't you running? I'm like, I'm waiting for this guy. And she's like, go. And and I, you know, I, I probably gave away 40 minutes, you know, in the last 30 miles. And I, and I, you know, age, age group things aren't that big a deal in these races, but I could have been first, like I lost, I was second by three minutes. So I could have easily been first if I just paid attention and bared down on it. So that's so my Sophie, big, had a, Sophie had a point. She had a very valid point. So my big, my two big takeaways were that is to just keep your focus and keep moving and don't be slowed down by other people. And um, and then I started the second half. I switched to this liquid nutrition, the Roctane, and like it's. I just, my stomach is always up and down in these longer races, especially with heat. And it's so much easier to just go with a liquid-based nutrition approach. So that's what I'm doing my next time. you can absorb all the calories and it doesn't cause any issues? Yep. Okay, good. Yep, yep. There's, it's it's interesting. I think everyone's diet's a little different. There's, I think, um, I want to say, might've been David Roche, like had like published or put a, put a paper out recently and not paper but art article in ultra running magazine or trail runner about essentially switching to just liquid calories like the last 30 or 40 miles of 100 some people are just that's just what they need yeah it's definitely because i'll get after 50k and especially 50 miles you know just from the mechanical aspects of it up and down my stomach is 100 percent unpredictable yeah so i don't i wish i had the iron gut that some people have and just eat whatever's at the aid station or i me. do not i'm with i'm with you i have to I, be really careful i found for me the best thing that i at least recently and, and a first off like training my stomach was mm-hmm. is super important like i've like all my long runs going into training for grindstone, it was like trying to get 300 plus calories an hour, 300, like just powering in. Like even in like I've had, and I had training runs where like, I was like, I feel so sick. Um, and that's like 300 calories an hour is not super easy to do. No, it's a lot. But no, com- I, I can't do that. But coming, coming race day, I could eat almost 300 calories an hour. As long as I did, 
what I had to do was like, I would have to take um, like a science food, like gels or goo or chews, and then a real type food, like where it would be like a salad, like chips or uh, even like a granola bar or a fig bars. Dude, I didn't have any Fritos. If they were on the course, Fritos I probably would eat them. Fritos are the perfect, I was perfect tell, food. I was telling someone today on a run today because he was talking about potato chips and how like the potato chips, like you do the dry like mouth thing where you just, you like yeah, ex, you yeah, exhale no. like chips. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always do it with pretzels. I'm like, oh, these pretzels look so good. And then I have that like pretzel breath where I'm just like talking. And it's just like. Do you, remember that, do you remember that Seinfeld episode where Kramer's like, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Do you remember that? Uh, no. Oh, like, it's classic. He he's he's an actor and he's trying out for some part, and that's his line. So throughout the whole show, he just keeps saying in different ways, "These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty." Like anyway. <laughs> yeah. So so I was telling him I was like the Fritos, they're just a little moist, like have a little more mm-hmm. moisture to them, and there's more grease to them, and I'm not sure. Like yep. it's just mm-hmm. not as dry as a potato chip. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, sure. that, that's the nutrition. And then did you do Mid-State Massive this year too? No, no, oh, I did last year. No, I've, I've not done that. Okay. Um, were you, you were out there though, right? Um, no, I was not. I had oh. a guy who, who's become an athlete was out there and I was trying to get there. I think I, I had like, I had all this stuff with my dad for August and September. That was completely unpredictable and. So, um, I know, although the Mid-State Massive was October, so I don't know what my excuse is. But uh, maybe I was in Arizona. And uh, let's say that. Yes. But, no, I did Nipmuc uh, Marathon and um, did pretty well there. Um, and then. Um, I like that race. You yeah. Came, you came south for us? I did. Yeah, I like that race. I've done that three or four times through the years. It's like a nice benchmark to see where you mm-hmm. are. Did yeah, you do it, it the year they did the um, full Nipmuc Trail where they add the extension? It was like their anniversary year? No. Oh, okay. I think nope. that might have been 2020, if I'm not sure. mistaken. But Dave was out there, Nipmuc Dave. And, uh, you know, he had his, he started like six in the morning and I don't know. He, he's still that guy's you know who i'm talking about i yeah. no i don't so he did something he wrecked his one of his knees i think and so he puts his brace on his knee and then he has crutches and he does these races and he does the vermont 100 every year too on crutches on crutches so he just swings his legs and and I talked okay. with him one one year about Vermont, and he's like, half the time I finish, half the time I time out, you know. Wow. But he's still I mean, out there doing it. I was on crutches for three months when I had the fixator on my leg. Do you know how like that? Ugh, how awful it was. I mean, just so many things. Like even like I had calluses on my hands, and what it did to my shoulders, and oh, it was it was terrible. Well, he, he, Dave's terrible. way tougher than you, Meg. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He did. He do it with an external fixator on his leg. There you go. That's what he needs to do. He needs to step up his game. <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. Slacker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll no, tell I hated that, that. You know, I, I never. I mean, 
uh, like, remember, you know, we were just talking about an office space where they, you know, were smashing the printer out of intense anger. That's what I could do to my crutches. Like I, if just destroying them in the most massive epic way, I think would be very therapeutic. I never want to see those things again. Sounds like you should do it. Maybe. And I'll play Damn, It Feels Good to Be a Gangster and put <laughs> in the background. Rec- record it and throw it in the podcast. There you go. And when I'm done, like, I'll throw the little pieces over a mountain or something. <laughs> there you go. And then go down to the bottom of the mountain and pick them up and burn them and then bury oh. them. And then just, like, no. Uh. Yeah, I never. Oh, I, uh, yeah, it's awful. Nope. Yeah, I can't even imagine him doing that. That's that's that that's where I'm shaking my head going I I can't even. So he you know, he does not the crutches up under the armpits but the ones that like they oh, yeah. wrap mm-hmm. around your bicep okay. or something like but that. Still even those. I mean just the chafing on your arms. Yep. And and for anybody that's been on crutches for an extended period of time, you do not rest them in your armpits. Like I use my strength, so they're probably about an inch below and they're sort of resting against, you know, my ribs and my upper arm. Um, you can, if you had them under your arms, they just, it just tear your skin apart. But even it, that's still crazy in my mind, even, even if they're attached to his bicep. No, thank you. No, thank you. It's a tough dude. Yeah. Apparently. Seriously. Yeah. All right. So Vermont 100 rim to rim to rim bucket list. Nitmuck Trail. Anything else? That's it. That's it. This was, I just did three races this year. Miwok, um, Miwok, and Vermont, and Nitmuck. It was light year. So What's what's on the radar for next year, speaking of the, you know, I mean, it is lottery season. Yeah. uh, I'm going to, I'm signed up for... Gorgeous, or is that what it's called? The I don't know if it's Gorgeous Fifty. It's um, the Red Newt race out in uh, Ithaca. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. And uh, I've heard oh, about that one for years. I've heard it's gorgeous. Really. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah, I really. That seems like a beautiful race to do. All right, come on, Megan. Let's go do it together. There you when go. When is it? It's uh, beginning of June. Beginning of June. Okay. We'll see how I'm progressing. So I, um, in regard to my healing, I took a break from running because my biomechanics were getting weird and I was feeling it in my hips and back. But then I started, um, started doing physical therapy and body work with a new guy and it's a lot of rolfing. Um, if anybody knows what that is and that seems to be making a huge difference because we're really working on the entire right side of my body which was damaged you know damaged in the crash so i actually did a test run yesterday just to see and i do part of it on the road and i do part of it on the trails and i felt okay i mean no issues it's not hurting so i just have to make sure not not to overdo it and i'm sort of you know sprinkling in, you know, a lot of biking and surfing and yoga and strength training in between, um, just to be really mindful of, you know, how I'm healing. I don't know how, I don't know how my body will hold up with that, with the distance, but I'll, as long as it doesn't, you know, do further injury, you know, to my hips and back and whatnot, I just, I'll just keep on going. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been super helpful. 
That's great. Yeah. That's great. I know what rolfing is. So yeah, I figured you did. In my I figured world. you did. Yeah. It's and it's an interesting approach because I've had so much done and the thought of having another person with hands on me, it and I before every appointment I want to cancel. And I don't because, you know, this is a person who has their own business and I know what it means. I'm not just going to not just going to cancel on somebody like that. But even when I show up there, I'm like, I really just don't want hands on me. I don't want anybody doing anything. And he's like, OK, well, we'll take it easy. And it's always it's always super productive. Probably seen him four or five times. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what's going on. But for some reason, it seems to be working. So I bet it, my, my, my guess is get, make you sure your fibula is moving around yes. your ankle and mm -hmm. up below your knee there. So it doesn't get and, your whole IT band jammed up and everything. Yeah, and He does a lot of work on my ribs, especially because mm -hmm. in the crash, I ripped, um, one of my internal oblique, uh, stomach muscles. I say one of them, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> on the right side. <laughs> um, I did that, um, you know, broke a couple ribs in my shoulder, um, a number of things. So I think a lot of that healed weird on the right side. So he's, he just, he does a lot of work. And actually last week he did both shoulders, uh, both shoulders and my right leg. And the difference afterwards, just standing there afterwards from when I start. And he does the, is it PMF, Sam, where he has P the. PNF. Yes. Proprioceptive neuro, neuromuscular facilitation. Yeah. 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 We talked about that two podcasts ago, Mick. Yep. He does. He does that. And um, there's all sorts of stuff. And it, what I tend to do is I, I have to let it go. I don't want somebody doing body work on me and really super bringing me into the process. Because if I get intellectual about it, I feel like I'm trying to help. <laughs> right? Like if I know what he's trying to do to my shoulder, I'm trying to make my shoulder do that. And I just have to like breathe and relax and let it go. So, and he's pretty good about that. He tells me afterwards, which is great. I mean, I'm fascinated to know, you know, what's going on, but during, I'm like, all right. So it's, so it's good so far in the, cool. in the surfing, surfing's helping, but I haven't been able to surf. The, the ocean has been so flat for three weeks. I mean, we have had nothing. Um, we need a storm. We need something. Um, yeah, no waves. You need, you need a nor'easter, right? I do. I'm, I'm not good enough to surf in one of those. Um, but you know, a few days after or a few days before might be good. I could do that. I don't want to die. You know, <laughs> I've already, I've already almost done that a few times. I'm running out of lives here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So gorgeous. What else? Anything else? I gorgeous. know you were, you were yeah. looking at Virgil. Yeah. And I can't find anything on that for 2023 <laughs> yet. I mean, I hope it's going to happen, but so yeah. I'll talk. I'll talk to Vinny Cap. He's uh, he was. I think he's going to be the race director of it. It sounds like. Oh. Um, he's uh, he runs happily running right, which I have. I think I showed you that that link right. The that uh, Red Newt's not doing anymore. I sent you that right. Yes. Um, yeah, Vinny Cap's a good dude. So he's. I've I've run with him before. He took they took over um laurel highlands 100 and so that's i think their their first race in their agenda and figuring out from there so yeah so i mean i i signed up for vermont again and if i get you know if i get virgil 
crest sorted out. I'll do 100 miles there and I'll do 100K at Vermont. But right now I'm signed up for the 100 mile, but I'll just drop down because there's always 100K tickets. How's your body but, holding up? Any injuries, anything you've been working on? Um, I, you know, I, everybody deals with sprained ankles and, uh, <laughs> um, I get that once I, you know, I sprained both ankles within two weeks in this of each other in the spring. And, uh, but you know, was able that to takes, rally. That's but, horrible. <laughs> yeah. But my approach is if it's not screaming in pain, I go out and yes. run on it anyways. Mm-hmm. And that way I just prolong the healing process, but I keep moving. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, yeah, I made it to me walk that those had that happened before. And, um, that's just, you know, that's typical stuff for trail running. And, mm-hmm. um, I just took the last month, I, not off, but I just ran three times a week and mm-hmm. biked to it, biked and lifted a lot more, uh, just to kind of give myself after I was you know, the thing I didn't say at Grand Canyon, you know, the North Rim is a thousand feet higher. We get we get to the top of that at 1030 in the morning when the sun is on our backs. It's hot. It's 8000 feet. And I got to the top and I was like, how the fuck am I going to get back? And so and so, you know, like we always have that. But it was it took a lot out of me that day. So I was ready to take a break. So I took a break and. I try to do that every year is just take a month mm-hmm. either completely off from running or really dial it back and just do fun stuff. That's kind of that whole list, the idea of listening to your body. Yep. That's, so, that's where I've been. <laughs> so 62 and knock on wood, you know, yeah. body's holding up. Okay. I just want to let you know, I can tell you've been strength training. You're looking back. <laughs> I know that's a big joke. (laughs) But Sam, you have the same build that I do. Do you ever like, do you, I could never be ripped. I mean, I, I, it would be interesting if, if I had a trainer and I actually decided to ever do that, what they would do with my diet and lifting and maybe it would change. But I, I just, I mean, I get stronger, but I don't build muscle. I still, I still look like me. (laughs) That's that's how I feel like it is for me. I mean, yeah. I, I might, you know, as the season goes on with, you know, through the summer, like I might lose weight upper body and put a little bit on in my quads. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I can't put weight on for the life of me. You know, yeah. it's I think I need about six protein shakes a day or and then be mm-hmm. lifting two or three times a day. Right. But it's not going to happen. I'll be one hundred and fifty four pounds forever <laughs> god damn it i wish i was 154 pounds forever i you know i think it's too light i mean i'm strength limited you know i i'm not a great i mean i can i can hike but i can't you know my biggest challenge is running uphill yeah mm. so I, I put on upper body I put on I put on weight pretty easily. Well, Sean, you're one of those people that can walk by a weight bench and yeah. like your biceps expand. I, I just those type of people I get so jealous because no matter yeah. what I do. But it, it sucks for running because I carry like extra body weight up top, even when I'm yeah. like not lifting. And I'm not I'm not particularly huge, but I'm I'm pretty sizable body weight for a runner of my stature. 
So, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's I think you need strength both up and down, you know, and obviously lots of strength through the core, but um, you know, upper body strength helps you running uphill. Yeah. And uh, and the other thing for me at my age is. I'm, you know, when you fall, as you're going to do once a week, at least, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want, you know, some strength to be able to stop, catch myself or something now. Yeah. Uh, well, um, this is, I was going to say, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's good. I was going to say, yeah, I was watching, um, what got me into really focusing on strength again about a, about a year, year and a half ago was I was watching, um, as I got into mountain biking, I was watching a podcast or whatever and one of the guys was talking about has he's gotten older that he's had to like really incorporate strength into his like routine mm-hmm. because because he's like the people that are strong that i've seen that like lift and take care of their muscle in that way it's almost like they have a body armor when they fall like that the other people don't have like he's like i've seen people like fall in the exact same manner with like those that like work out and have strength and muscle like mass and then those that don't and like the ones that don't have like broken collarbones, broken wrists, like whatever the case may be. And those that like have the strength behind it tend to fare better in those falls. So I think the strongest my upper body has ever been is when I was mountain biking three or four times a week. And that was mm-hmm. when I was doing all the adventure races and stuff. Um, but I remember seeing myself in the mirror one day I was brushing my hair and I saw the definition in my shoulder and my bicep and my tricep. And I was like, holy God. And I really wasn't doing a lot of lifting, but just from all the mountain biking of, you know, pulling myself up and turn, you know, using, you know, just all the maneuvering I was doing. I was like, holy cow, look at that. So, but yeah, mountain biking, uh, mountain biking really built my upper body. I would, I did, that's all I did in the 80s and 90s. Not that it did anything for me, you know, build-wise, but I'd love to get back to it more. I just, I don't, A, I don't feel like I have the time for it. And it's hard being a body worker and then, like, everything comes through your wrists and your forearms anyways, and then go out on a mountain bike and pound away in exactly the same place. It's Mm -hmm. a little... Um, but you know, I'm getting a little more refined on my technique and thinking about picking up the guitar again, which I had put down for, for the last four or five years. So we'll see. You know, it's funny that you say that, Sam, because I have been thinking the same Mm. thing. Like my guitar is hanging. Oh, I have a couple, but one of them is hanging right there. And I've been so busy that I'm like, oh, I got to just pick it up and just start doing it again. Got to pick it up. And, you know, maybe I will every once in a while and I'm like, Oh, I got to do this more. And then my fingers will get sore. Like, cause that's how long it's been since I've, since I played. And then I don't cause I get too busy, but I really, it's funny that you said that because that's sort of been playing in the back of my head. Like I got to start playing music again. It's just been too long. Yeah. Uh, for me, I need some kind of structure around it too. Either playing with somebody else or taking lessons or something like that. That motivates me. I wish you were closer. Yep. Well, yeah. maybe we you, could maybe we could Skype call. I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. you can do it just like this. Just now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that right now. <laughs> well, and I don't I also don't have anybody to play with, but I taught myself to play 
oh God, how many years ago? 20 years ago? Maybe more. No, yeah. No, maybe more. It's 25 years ago. Um, it, but I can play a couple other instruments so I can read music, but I don't typically, um, what I do is I mainly play by ear. I can, you know, if I'm really stuck, I'll download some tabs and just go, oh, okay. All right. That's what I need to do. But for the most part, for the most part, it's just all in my head. So it would be nice to be able to work with somebody that could challenge me a little bit, make me read music and adapt and, but yeah, in my spare time. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, I wish, um, I wish I could play by ear. I can't do that. I mean, you can do you I read music? Track, um, no, I'm, I, I do, I do exactly the reverse of you. I'm all tab. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. See, and it's, it almost screws me up. If I'm looking at it, it messes with my brain. But if I know the song really well, I can hear it and imitate it. Um, but there's a level of skill that I miss by doing that sometimes. So I have to, I have to mix in both. That's well, yeah. See now, now we set it out last to aspire to. Yeah. Now we, now we have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A couple, um, I think it was, it was, a uh, one of the recent holidays, not Thanksgiving. I don't know when, I don't know when it was, but my brother-in-law plays and it was fun because we both brought our guitars and just, it was nice to be able to, um, just pick and play and sing and pull up some songs. And it's like, oh, this, I just, I miss that. I miss having somebody to, to feed off of. That's, well, yeah, that's a lot of fun. We had a little band here for a while on the street I'm on. Mm -hmm. All of us, you know, kind of started at the same time, keyboard player, drummer, myself, and we filled in with other people. And and that was fun for a couple of years. Yeah, just it's life is so busy. And lately I feel like work is taking. Actually, I get home from work and my brain is exhausted and I'm taking I'm back in school, taking a couple classes um, and my brain just hurts. So at the end of the day, I need to find a way to shut down and just chill. And then when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is exercise because I'm like, I got to ground myself or else I'll just be, you know, pinging all over the place with energy. So and nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody wants that. No. So what's this? What's this pose running? Uh, controversy here? <laughs> Jesus criminy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, buddy. Thank you for here. I'll, I'll intro. I'll intro, and then Sean, you can give the details. Okay, so pose running. I'm forgetting. I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. You tell me, Sean. You can Google it really fast. Are we talking about uh, Killian Jornet, or are we talking about the no, no, the creator of pose runner? Nickel. Um, it begins with an N. Nikolai. Nickel. Nickelback. Uh, yeah. Nickelback. No. <laughs> anyway. Um, pose running is a way of training people to run with appropriate form. And they had posted a video yesterday of Killian Hornet, which is if for those who don't know, it's just an incredible, incredible runner. And to watch him, just watch his YouTube videos of him climbing on mountains. It is unreal. Um, but anyway, and he was running on a track in what I thought was really shitty form. And they, and they analyzed his run and I sent it to Sean. Like it wasn't, it wasn't anything that I really thought much of. I was like, hmm, interesting. And I sent it to Sean. And Sean is like the freaking Unabomber texting me, like, all of this stuff. And and I'm like, okay, Sean. Like, he's, oh, and he, and he was joking. He was like, oh, I hope we can still be friends. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm cool because I don't really care. <laughs> I don't so, know what was going so on. So I thought, that's the intro. I thought the post that you sent 
was a like a mock post about and this was an running. Instagram post from yeah. the post. Did you and, look up the guy's name? I, I'm... Oh, it's uh, it's not. I don't know. It's something. Hold on, I'll, I'll do. I'll Russian. Do Anyways, yes. so so I thought it was a mock post of like people picking on pose running. So I've, I mean, I know pose running. I've like used it to help certain clients who have had repetitive issue, like running issues, like due to oh, either muscular uh, Nicholas, imbalance. Nicholas Romanoff. Who, by the way, is is it like supposed to be a not a good guy? Um, there's not a lot. He's he's one of those people that's been called out for for bad things. So I just want to throw that out. We're not promoting that. So, anyways, uh, I've used I've used some of the the methods to help runners that have had like repetitive mm-hmm. issues that have like ar- arisen. But I think that for most people, they should just run whatever feels natural. And I think that there's a very like when you get into any of these like chi running or pose running or fucking whatever whatever cult you fall into in any athletic endeavor like i think you get into like really weird areas and so this video i thought was a mockery like because you're talking about killian jornet like running bad and they're like and like the breakdown of it yeah he's amazing by the way he's amazing yeah but the breakdown of it was like look at him run this and this and this and like and it's like he's going to be injured after like X number of miles. And it was like, and he's like, he didn't, he DNF this 24 hour finish, like because of his bad running form. And I was like, that's not like why he DNF. He DNF because he was lightheaded and dizzy and like had nothing to do with like body injury issues. And he's like, and it's like the arguably the like critic criticizing the greatest mountain runner of all time. It was was, I just thought it was Sam a joke. Sam just wanted it, to get you jacked up. <laughs> it was so funny to me. And I was like, that's why, like, I don't believe in pose running is, like, the only thing that, like, anyone ever needs to know. Like, I think most people should run how they feel natural unless there's a repetitive injury yeah. issue. But I um, feel that that's like, kind of. I say, look at Paula Radcliffe. Look at freaking. Um, look Radcliffe. at Camille Heron. Yes. Like, she's right. Like. People yeah. like well, Camille Heron has a has a um she broke her femur, so she sort of kind of had a had a Megan thing happen where her physiology changed and she had to adapt to a shortened leg length. I think it was. Don't quote me on that. I I could be wrong, but like top top level athletes like in every every so, distance, every discipline, like they all run different and they any all... any extreme of anything I think is dangerous. Right. I just you you have to be able to take what you like and leave the rest. So that's why like me sending the post, I was like, hmm, okay. You know, and that was it. I mean, and then when you started texting me, I frankly didn't even know what you were talking about at first. I was like, oh yeah. But I think that po- like when you say allowing people to run natural, the thing that's always struck me is if you if somebody goes and goes swimming. Right. Um, if somebody's playing golf, if somebody's playing tennis, you don't tell them like swim naturally. You know, you there is something to be said for teaching people form. And when people learn to run, nobody teaches them the importance of of form. And there, I and again, the form is going to vary. You know, between between Sam or you or me, you know, just based on our physiological differences. But working with physics and working with um, physiology, I think, is important. And again, I'm not going I'm not going to join a cult and and live pose running, you know, for the rest of my life 
but I also use it on people who are struggling with repetitive in, in excuse me, injuries, I couldn't say it, and whose form could be tightened up a little bit. Um, but, but given, so yeah. I think they're better off working. I mean, me personally, I think they're better work, better off working on muscle imbalances. I think they'd be better Well, that, that's off. part and of it, though. It's not It's not an either <coughs> or. So if you but, notice, if you notice that I'm running, right, and, you'll, I, and you see my knees knocking in, right, think, you're going to say stuff, there needs to be some... Yeah, yeah, but it's not just my knees are knocking in for for a reason. It might be that um, that you know the the inner part of my leg I'm having stabilizer issues, or that part could be overstretched. Whereas, you know, outer outer leg is overdeveloped to compensate. I mean, who knows? I'm just pulling stuff out of the air. But I I actually agree with you. <laughs> I think we're saying the same thing. But you got you got jacked. I, just, I, I I have a hard time with any any cult in any way. Anyone that thinks there's only what like nutrition, like vegan, oh, another or yeah. paleo, yeah, no, or any of that yeah. silliness, you're like fuck you. Yep. You're you're all retarded. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're supposed to say that word anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't use. I'm sorry. Tom Segura told me I have to say the R word. That's like what I learned by watching comedians. I have to say the R word. Okay. And, <laughs> Sam, you you called me. To, you called to, me a psychopath earlier, so maybe we can just call people psychopaths. I don't know. A, maybe that's, maybe that's insulting to psychopaths. I'm not sure. <laughs> so. dude, I, I don't know. Anyways, but yeah. So yeah, my you, take. I mean, my spin on it is, I would go to mobility first with things. It, but, it is, it, but it's not it is, an either or. Same. Like, isn't it? Isn't it? Like, Sam, mobility is important, but mobility in concert with strength, in concert yeah, with form. I, you know, I mean, it all has to be done hand in hand. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, 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 that's okay. I, I, um, I just, yeah, it's, it's degrees. It's fine, fine tuning stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I think I, I agree with Sean first. And I think they're, especially as an athlete ages, the older they get, the more you got to leave them alone. So it's with form. Mm. Yeah. Like form is for younger, you know, like teenagers, maybe to 30, 35 or something like that. I think you have to be really careful with people afterwards after that, because they've figured out something to work for them. Like, you know, like um, Nipmuc Dave that we were talking about, you know, it's, right. you know, it may not be comfortable, but he's figured it out, you know, and he's and it's and he's getting it done. And um it's yeah i agree you can't you know mobility without strength is a mm-hmm. problem um strength without mobility is a problem mm-hmm. and um but i mean I, again we're just all showing our biases i'm a body worker you know so the mobility thing is what pops up first in my mind um and and the the only other the only and this is purely semantics and language and stuff like this is um i'm just really you know this imbalances um (laughs) is you know i I think you have to be careful about how you use language with people um because they'll pathologize themselves and it's just you have to you know this is you know this is a typical thing we do you want to do that you want to be able to do single leg exercises as well as two leg exercises and as opposed to, you know, you have this problem and, you know, putting it some name on people. And 
um, you know, that's do you, Sam, that is exactly what I've been doing in my rehab because I've noticed that my right side is so weak and and it's really open and flexible. Like my flexibility and mobility on my right side is probably 25% better than my left. My left side from compensating is really tight and really strong. So I'm I'm working each side. You know, I will I will hold stretches longer on my left side. I do more strength work on my right side. And when I say more, I mean like, you know, just hold it for a couple of seconds longer, do a couple extra reps, but I have a difference, a difference in between sides that, um, that I'm trying to, uh, that I'm trying to fix, fix and get everything, get everything equal. And actually, as I've done that, what I notice is the pain in my hips and the pain in my back from the spots that I broke. Like, I don't feel it when I run anymore. You know, as long as as long as I'm working those areas accordingly, but I can't doing doing one sided stuff is really important for me. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's at the end of the day, it's kind of like I go to Pilates and I have this great instructor and she says it's like a Rubik's Cube. You know, you're trying to figure out the different pieces. It's just like you're saying, Megan, it's, you know, where do you and and it's a it's a process of trial and error and know your strengths and weaknesses and just address them accordingly well and, and so, don't get and don't get <laughs> stuck in one way to do it you know exactly. you have to yep. evolve the process too mm-hmm. yep. as i say if if someone can run 100 miles a week without injury but can't do a pistol squat like should they not run 100 miles a week that's me right and and I, it's like it, it gets into that whole like oh everyone should be able to do blah, 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 blah. It's a single but no i don't i don't think i've been able to do pistol squats since um since i started ultra running i mean so for the last 20 years i can't i can't do it anymore and my ankles don't have that forget the injury that i have in my ankles outside of that i I can't do it um it's just one of those things i'm like i could never do it well i think to do pistol squats you have to focus on doing pistol squats like it's a skill it's not right like i'm but my ankles don't have that mobility so i'm wondering like, like if I worked on pretend I worked on pistol squats every day for a year, I don't know. Would I, I mean yeah. I don't know, Sam? Would my would my ankle mobility increase? I don't know, or would I just get an injury in my back for trying to force something that's just not gonna happen? I don't know. I mean, it's I like know. it's like handstands, right? Like I can't do a handstand. You can't do a handstand. Like I can do a handstand, but I can't balance on a handstand and like huh. without a wall. Um. I think today, because I, ha- I don't do a lot of them, I could probably do a handstand against the wall and just pick my feet up. So I'm holding it, but I would need the wall for safety because I just don't want to flip over it and do like a back bend or land on my back. But, um, but I think all that stuff is just skill based. Yeah, maybe it's the yoga too. I do a lot of yoga. So, um, but I don't do a lot of handstands in my yoga. There's no point in that. Not for me. That's not what I need my yoga for. I need it for the mobility and I need it for my hips and my ankles and my upper body. So. And your psychopathy. <laughs> it's, it's psychopathy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, but John, I, I agree with you, you know, it's like, what do you, what do you try to do? What's, what do you, what's, what's yeah. the primary thing you're trying to do with your body and train yeah. for that? Exactly. Race and specificity. Yeah. 
See, yeah. Sam, if you if you'd been listening to the podcast, you would know we've been struggling with saying those two words for like psychopathy. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was just today. Specificity. Okay. Now there's um, three words. We've been trying to say that for about two months, and every time the two of us say it right, we're like, "Oh yeah, yay us! <laughs> we're so awesome. We can speak." <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. my my goal has been rehab, rehab, and more rehab. I do not want to be in pain anymore. I will not get any more surgeries. Um, not doing it. Um, I don't think I could take it um, emotionally or physically. Um, so, yeah. Dude, I'm amped. My training's just about to start. Yeah. yeah. Super so, psyched. So you're in for Western States. Yes, officially. Have you heard on it at the other lotteries? I have not heard about Hard Rock, but like, what are the chances of that? Probably super, super slim. It yeah, would be you say that now. You're going to get into both Hard Rock's lotteries today. I haven't heard back, and I did not watch, um, so that would be really funny. Um, and then UTMB lottery is in January, I believe. I'll find out by January 13th, I think, or something. Um, but the good news is, if I don't get into UTMB, Western states as long as they finish, is one of the uh, UTMB lottery races for the solo oh, cover for me for yep. the next two years. Yep. Nice. Because there's only there's only like three or four in the North American, like in, in, in the continent of North America. So Western States, Canyon Endurance, there's one in Mexico, and there might be one other one. I don't know. Canyon Endurance. I don't know that one. That's the um, Western states kind of in reverse. Ah. Oh, okay. Yes, I do know that now. Okay. Yeah, I didn't when you said it, but now, yes, I'm familiar. Cool. Well, all right, guys. So anything else we need to hit before we, uh, before we wrap it up? Anything else? Sam, is there anything else that Sean and I need to argue about that you want to you bring up? Um. I have a whole list of things, but I'm not going to bring any of them up for for oh, the next we'll have, pod for the we'll next podcast. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah but he has a list. Oh my god. Oh boy, but it's. I think if you want to poke at a, either of us, there's certain topics that I could say to Sam to to Sean. Sorry, I was looking at Sam, and that Sean, you could say to me that we immediately just go, and, and your heads it's explode. Too, it's too easy. Yeah. It's just, it's too easy to get us, uh, to get us all jacked like that. So, um, also, so before we close, Sam, please tell everybody again, the name of, um, the name of your practice. And if anybody is in, um, you know, is in Sam's, uh, geographical circle, please go see him for some body work. He is the best and you will you will not regret that. That would be in the Stowe Mass area, right? Well, offices in Concord, Mass, right off of Route 2. Um, yeah, Sam Farnsworth, LMT, licensed massage therapist, orthopedic, and sports massage. So, yeah, thanks. And it's samfarnsworthlmt.com. Go book yourself a massage. So, And we'll, we'll post the link in the, in the show notes. So, Sam picked the song today, and you want to tell us about what the song is and why you picked it? Uh, yeah, this is, you know, everything I have is from the Wayback Machine. So uh, 
This is the Water Boys. I think they're English Irish. It was this guy Mike yeah. Scott, who's um, uh, been around for kicking around for years, and the Water Boys is just like this loose affiliation of people um, that kind of come and go. But this great album called Fisherman's Blues, and that's the song. I think they're all recorded live, and uh, there's a great version of Van Morrison's "Sweet Thing" on that album. And uh, but I really like. I wish I was a fisherman. 